0: And welcome to Health and Fitness Redefined. I am your host, Anthony Amen. Join me today as we take a dive into the world of health and fitness, where we learn how to overcome adversity, depict fact 1st fiction, and see health and fitness in a whole new light. Today, we have a very special guest on. Welcome to the show, Mike. Hey, how's it going, Anthony? For those that may or may not know, just full disclosure, I actually used to work for Mike. So I am very excited to do this episode, kind of dive into the nitty-gritty of what he does and then talk all about health and spirituality and kind of see where it goes from there. So first, tell us a little about yourself. Sure.
1: Uh, My name is Michael Tucci, and uh, I own Energy, Health & Fitness. And we started, well, I started this back in 2003 when I was a young buck, straight out of college. Uh, Came into the fitness space out of a passion it's not what I went to school for or anything, just something that I felt I really loved. I was actually a mechanical engineer, believe it or not. Mechanical
0: engineer. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a
1: jump. It's a little bit of a jump.
0: <laughs> it's a little bit of a jump.
1: You know, I guess I felt like I didn't want to be uh, tied down to, you know, an office job necessarily. Yeah. Love people, love health, love trying to help people to grow in their lives, um, healthy on the inside and on the
0: outside. What made you want to transition from that? Because that's very interesting. Why did you go from, hey, I'm going to school for mechanical engineering to, hey, let me open a gym? Yeah. I mean,
1: I was into fitness as, uh, you know, from a very young age. I have uh, three older brothers, and uh, they were into sports and fitness and stuff. Uh, They used to beat me up quite a bit, as most older brothers do. Of course. So I had to (laughs) to get ready. I had to stand my ground, you know. So I got into uh, working out at an early age. And, you know, like, like most uh, teenagers, it's about vanity mostly at that time. Um, so I, was, I, was, I got into it big time. I really started to appreciate, you know, the benefits for my body, yeah. mental and stuff like that. Anyway, long story short is I kind of just decided I wanted to take a swing at something that I was really, you know, in love with, that I was passionate about. So I bought a, a, a gym that wasn't doing so great right out of college and figured what better time to take a swing at something than when you're 22 with no responsibilities in life.
0: So was energy that gym you bought or was it something else that you changed over?
1: Yeah, it was another gym that we changed over to energy. Okay. Um, Yeah, it was it was an interesting like Greek Athenian themed gym. (laughs) Don't worry it's, it's I believe called that Milo's actually. What
0: was it called Milo's? Milo's All right. yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's over in St. James St James. Yeah, awesome. yeah. So what made you decide to change the name and what was that inspiration to start energy as a brand?
1: Yeah so uh, uh, I grew up in a in a in a pretty religious household. Uh, Roman Catholic is is the religion that my parents uh, you know brought into our lives. And, you know, I got into spirituality, I would say more, more so than the religious sign, but really started to appreciate, you know, the journey that we're all on, the journey of our souls being part of this one universe, this one energy in life. And, you know, that's kind of where we decided that, uh, I say we, myself, my brother and my best friend, decided that you know we really wanted to go on this journey of you know helping to elevate people's energy in their life um both from a physical standpoint and from a mental and spiritual standpoint
0: so how would someone go about kind of going into that spiritual or that mental aspect of fitness we know about the physical benefits it's pretty well known but how does that correlate into let's say even spirituality right i mean first of all i think
1: it's it's the central part of all of us, our being, you know, so um, I would say, you know, step one is you got to be open, open open open-minded, open-hearted. You got to be willing to see beyond the physical, you know, stuff in your life and feel beyond that, you know, and really pay attention to, you know, I would say what your spirit and your soul are, are trying to communicate to us. So What does that mean? I would say, you know, you have to set aside time and energy in your life, just like you do for physical well-being, right? To get a good workout, you got to set time aside. You got to have a plan and you got to execute. Same thing on the spiritual side. You know, you can't just expect that it happens. You put time aside in your life and you say you carve out space, you carve out time, you, you know, a lot, a period of, you know, your journey to, trying to move forward in on that path of you know the spiritual energy in your life so you know i i have practices in my day in my life that um that i really have carved
0: out and made habits in my life what are those practices like just give us a little sure understanding of it
1: yeah so um let's say first thing in the morning um i wake up uh now it's around six it used to be earlier As I'm sure you're aware of. Don't miss those times at all. (laughs) I mean, six feels late to me now, but uh, uh, six o'clock, I get up, I get down. um, My family, so uh, I'll I'll just rewind a second. I have a beautiful wife of uh, almost 17 years. Awesome. I have a beautiful daughter, uh, about uh, 13 and a half now. Wow. So, right at the cusp uh, of those fun teenage years with the (laughs) daughter. (laughs) And I have uh, a son that is one and two months old. One year and two months old. Oh, my gosh. So uh, fun, crazy, amazing, beautiful journey at home. Uh, But I do have to be extra aware of how do I continue on my spiritual journey. So 6 o'clock, I'm up. My wife's getting ready for – she's a teacher for school. My daughter's getting ready for school. I carve out 6 o'clock to about 6 30. I try to get a half hour of time um, in a special place in my house where I I do some praying, some meditating, some focusing of my energy. Um, I always center most of that energy in gratitude. So I really try to just start my day with, you know, every little thing that I can bring into my consciousness about what I'm grateful for that day.
0: I want to talk about that morning ritual a little bit because mm-hmm. i think this is something really important not a lot of people grasp mm-hmm. typical american you're waking up in the morning you're like where's my cell phone you're scrolling through emails just scrolling with mm-hmm. facebook mm-hmm. and you kind of wake up all because yep. you just saw some things you didn't want a part of your life and you're not yep. really focusing yeah. and i think that's important is waking up having an understanding of what you want to accomplish in your day and how you want to feel on the inside will help you do better throughout the day and help you stay more focused.
1: Hundred So
0: even if it's not, you're not, let's say you're not religious or you're not praying. It's the same thing as it would be waking up and maybe just doing some breathing exercises. Yeah. Focusing on that mindfulness. So I really like that. You said that it really helps people feel better and live better throughout their lives, but keep going.
1: Yeah, no, no, that's exactly right. And listen, I think, uh, you know, one of the challenges a lot of people have with the whole spiritual side of, you know, life in general or, or the religion, right? The religious, you know, there's a lot of negative connotation that is tied to some of that stuff. So people kind of shy away from that. I, that's why I, I often think about it and speak about it in terms of your energy in life, because th- what the goal is, is to focus your energy, right? focus your energy on the things that are going to elevate your energy and elevate other people's energy in their life. So it's, it's really just like you said, it's, it's whatever, it doesn't matter what you call it. You wake up in the morning and you want to have a purposeful day, a purposeful day, a day full of purpose, right? So a day full of purpose means you got to have a, you know, a focused, you know, way that you plan that you want to go about how you live your day. Now, it doesn't mean that I plan out. I'm not a big planner, actually. That's the kind of funny thing. Full Is, disclosure, same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm more of a go with the flow type of guy. Um, You know, I have to do some planning, as you know, uh, owning a business and and trying to run things. But I also am very much like, you know, whatever the day brings and whatever, you know, I say whatever God or brings into my day that I'm going to be ready to bring my energy, my passion, my love, my who I am into that. Um but it, it's so important that you and and believe me, I am not perfect at this at all. In fact, there's many mornings I get up, I get I always hit the coffee, you know, the start I, on the coffee I get it.
0: <laughs> extra large every morning. Extra it's large. one cup if it's
1: twenty four ounces, That's right? Correct. One <laughs> cup. We talked about this. Yeah. That's correct. Um so uh, and then, you know, the temptation, the phone is it, it's a challenge. That's a big challenge. Right. You really can't. So I have a what I would say a tool. Right. I have um, a, a book that is um, it, it's a religious, spiritual book called Jesus Calling. And it's got a daily devotional. I'm not a big reader, so I can't I lose interest sometimes if it's too much. This is great. It's a short, you know, one you know, one devotional, one page. I try to be as focused as I can on, you know, what it's bringing to life for me that day. And, uh, you know, the temptation to not look at the phone is tremendous. You got to, you have to avoid it because like you said, there's already things that are, you know, obstacles that are
0: going to distract you right out the gate. If you, if you don't purposely put them to the side. Being purposeful in the sense that for myself, I don't sleep with my phone, and a lot of people think that's weird. Like right. nine o'clock, my phone goes in another room. It, I don't care how many times it goes off; I'm not looking at it. I'm not answering, and I won't even look at it until after I get ready for the day the next day. Yeah. And they go, "Well, you're in a business. What if your gym's burning down?" It burned down. All right, I got insurance. <laughs> <laughs> I'll figure it out. There's yeah. nothing that should prioritize more than your own personal health, I think yeah. that's something we've talked about a lot here. It's prioritizing yourself, and that really begins with that early morning. Even if it's 6 a.m., 7, it doesn't matter. When you wake up, having an understanding of this is what I want to be purposeful with my day. Yeah, Talk about how that helps with stressors throughout your day. Because that's another thing people really don't talk about. If you're taking that half an hour in the morning, how does that help you? Let's say 3 p.m. You have a stressful situation coming in. Yeah. How would that help you manage that? I mean, like anything else in
1: life, right? If you that it's It's front of mind now. So I took what might have been pushed to the back of my mind, which is my journey for the day, my gratitude and my heart and, you know, my awareness, it's front of mind now. So what happens is when stressors, you know, enter my day, which of course they do every single day and some, you know, much larger than others, I still have front of mind my journey and my purpose and my my calling and, you know, my gratitude and that Really, it's like a balance. It's like a scale, balance scale. You know, one yeah. of the scales that you know, if the stressor was super heavy and I had nothing on the other side to balance it, I would be completely out of whack. And that happens to a lot of people and it affects you mentally, physically. And I've had this happen to me. And you go through, you know, a period of where you're not healthy because you're not balanced. Um, so it 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 already puts the weight on the right side of the scale, so to speak. So that when the stress has come, it's just gonna balance it out.
0: Yeah. I think that's important to understand is having that balance through it. There's, I think this pandemic is the best thing to show. Those that are taking it to, like letting it destroy them internally by having anxiety build up throughout it, they're at a loss because they don't never balance themselves. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed and to those that are used to exercising or having discipline or understanding to take t- time for themselves, have been able to handle it at least mentally and emotionally better.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I'll, I'll tell you, um, I think one of the big uh, fallacies that a lot of people buy into is that they think that at some point later, whether it be later in the day or later in the week or later in the month or later in the year, that they'll balance it out eventually. So they think, you know, it's okay. I'm out of whack right now. I'm out of balance. I'll I'll, you know, later later this week I'm going to get my exercise or later this month I'm yeah. going to start my diet or later this year I'm going to start my, you know, just I can't right now cuz the stressors are, you know, really piled on right now. If you think differently and you say, let me pile on the other side of the scale right now, you know, and let me really try to load up on the things that I know are going to balance me out in my life with those stressors. And you start your day with some exercise, some breathing, some, you know, all that stuff. You already preloaded. It's like a preload, right? You preloaded for the day. Pre-workout right there. (laughs) Pre-workout. That's your pre-workout. So I think that more people have to kind of shift the mentality to what do I have to do to be ready for the load that's going to come my way, the stress load, you know?
0: Yeah, and that's your morning. What about afternoon night? Is there anything you do in particular throughout the day or maybe at the end of the day? Just talk us a little bit about that. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, During the day, I was actually just talking to my wife about this this morning. Um, I have little habits that um, always give me the opportunity to reconnect. I say reconnect, reconnect with that center, the central point in my, you know, the love, the spirit, the heart, whatever you want to call it, you know, your soul's journey, your purpose, all that stuff, right? Um I don't know, I guess I'm going to say it on air here, but like one of them is when I go to the bathroom. Of course. I drink a lot of I drink a lot of fluids throughout the day, right? I drink a lot of water. I carry a nice big jug of water to make sure I'm staying hydrated. As you know, you have to offset the coffee, right? Oh, that's why I have a gallon and a half a day. That's right. That's right. <laughs> So, with that, I'm sure you know that you're going to be making a lot of visits, yeah, right? Yeah, you do. <laughs> but every time I go, instead of letting my mind race on about whatever it is I was thinking about, I actually take that moment to go back to a prayer slash meditation slash. And I have, you know, a couple that, I, that are my go tos, I would say, right? So, like, you know, that's at least probably like eight to 10 times a day. That awesome. throughout the day that yeah. I'm finding a moment to breathe and center and come back to my true self, I would call it. I like That's that. That's during the day.
0: I like that a lot. It's something to help you refocus. I mean, I feel like for a lot of people, it's that showering time. Yeah. I know a lot of people who take 20, 30 minute showers, not because they're sitting there scrubbing themselves, but yeah, they're letting their brain kind of drift and relax and kind of bring themselves down.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and and that's you know also combined with some of the nice feeling of relaxation that comes with you know doing something that takes the stress out of your body and yeah. the perk of that you're not bringing
0: your phone into the shower. Yeah, that's a perk. I, I, I have a waterproof phone,
1: so I you know. <laughs> oh no! <laughs>
0: no, just kidding, just kidding. That doesn't happen. What about end of the day before you go to bed? All right, so I um,
1: I've really prioritized being home. You know, by a certain time to really five thirty ish is my goal. I'm always home close there five thirty six o'clock. Um, you know, and that's just family time. You know, ready to be present with my my daughter, my son, my wife. You know, um, which connects you to you know the meaning of of your life again. Yeah. So I take that time and that I actually really get recharged soon as I come home I feel recharged you know it's you know to me that is I look forward to getting into my home you know with my family even though it's this craziness my daughter right now you know the journey with school is crazy i I do a couple hours of homework a night with her um and then into really the evening hours then I, I find a little bit of my my own time I read I don't read a lot but I have I have books that I Um, You know that I try to really help me to continue down the journey of understanding how to be in the present moment. That's one of the focus points in my
0: I want to talk about something you said. I'm going to rewind a little bit. I don't think you realize the impact it had, but you said be present. Yeah. That's huge. There's so many of us that just go throughout our day. And then by the end of the day, we're like, what happened today? Yeah. And we kind of feel like we didn't get that bonding with significant other or bonding with your family because you were never focused. You're never there. Yeah. So it's when you walk into a home, like I'm sure, like you said, you feel recharged because the second you break that barrier into your home, you know, hey, this is family time. Yeah. So everything else doesn't matter and gets pushed along to the side. I'll figure it out tomorrow. Yeah. And that's really impactful and something people should take home with them. It's, hey, be present in the situation, understand where you are, and then you'll be able to tackle that a lot better and feel better about yourself.
1: A hundred percent. I mean, if there's anything in life that I feel, you know, we have to work on, you know, as a I don't know if you want to say as a species, as a, you know, as a race. You know, I definitely especially now and I can't speak for how human beings were prior to all this technology, but now it's harder than ever, you know, to really not be distracted, you know, distraction and, you know, feeling constantly pulled towards. Wanting to see something, you know, text something, Uh, you know. I don't do a lot of social media. That's another thing. Uh, I just find that for me, it pulls me kind of too far a lot of times outside of my focal point, you know. And I'm not. It's not a bad thing, but I was thinking about it actually. I was actually thinking about it today on the way here. I was thinking about why do I stink so bad at social media? Because I don't really. Every time I feel like I, I, I go on, I get distracted and like distracted by other people's journey and other and that, and there's some good there. Definitely. Don't get me wrong, but a lot of it feels like, you know, you're constantly like seeing what other people are doing and and, you know, there I don't want to say, but like, I feel like sometimes it becomes more of a thing of, you know, envy. pride, envy, jealousy, those things. Right. And those are things I try to minimize in my journey. Um, so for me, it, it, it's hard to minimize when I go on, and I'm like, oh, what, what, what do they got? What do they, oh man, especially business wise, it's hard. You're yeah. balancing, trying to see what's going on around you, as you know, as you're trying to adapt and, and stay relevant and viable, and, and move your company forward, but then also run your own race and stop and don't try to, you know, compete with the others in a, in
0: a sense. There's a mindset to that, which is something I kind of take home. And maybe this can help every, other people. But social media to me is work time. Social right. media yes. isn't play. It's not. Oh, yeah. No relaxation. Board. It's yeah, not relaxation. It's, it's work time. Right. I'm going with intention onto social media to make sure I can promote myself, promote my business, yeah, as yeah, my yeah. job, yeah. as opposed to just something I want to do for fun. Yeah. yeah. I will say, though, on the flip side, I'm not perfect. No one is. <laughs> yep. You're fighting against a billion dollar company that pays people millions suck of dollars to suck you in, to put time into it. Yeah, That's Facebook's job is to make sure you spend more time on yeah. the network. Yeah. yeah, So it is a very, very challenging, hard battle. So even if yeah. it's, hey, I-, I scrolled for 55 minutes instead of an hour, that's still a victory. Yeah, And kind of focus on just those little tiny things that you're taking home or just that mindset change where yeah. it's, you know, this is where I work. So when I'm with my family, I can put my phone away Yeah, because it doesn't matter.
1: And, And listen, if you're if your heart is really, you know, again, centered and focused on the people around you, you'll you'll feel the nudge like my wife or my daughter or my son when they need me. And I and I have to pull myself out of whatever caught my attention and say, all right, that's not where I need to be right now. You know, and you have to have the discipline to say, nope. I'm not gonna look at that. I'm not gonna answer that. I'm not just like you said with the phone, you know. At night, that's discipline. You have a discipline that you've put into your life and said, you know, I don't want to be tempted even to be distracted at a time that I shouldn't be. So yeah, that's discipline. That's great. To me,
0: it's sleep. It's the, not the family aspect because well, but yeah. you know but that it's that all that's all about health. sleep. Oh that's yeah, a part of your journey of taking care of yourself. Yeah, it's all about. Which just—I don't want to go into a side tangent about it—but the blue light from electronics that stimulates our eyes makes us think we're awake, and then we're getting less quality sleep. Yeah. So now, not only am I screwing up that home time, now I'm screwing up the next day. Yeah. Where maybe my mind will just be mealing place. I feel like I didn't sleep, then I go for more coffee. So yeah. what am I really doing? This fighting this spiral downward here to, spiral. Spiral. It's got bringing yourself back and kind of focusing. Yeah. On where to go. Now from I it.
1: will say I do have a crutch at night. And I, I I often rely on this and I shouldn't. I throw on the History Vault app and I watch an episode of the History Channel. It's 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 still blue light. I don't know if it counts. Does it count?
0: It totally counts, but it's uh, okay. but, but it
1: puts me to sleep. <laughs> I feel like I feel like it works to help me to
0: actually go to sleep. A lot of people think that, but what they showed is that you're, are, so you're straining your eyes, so your eyes get tired. Right. That's why you feel like you want to go to sleep, right, right. but you're not going to deep REM sleep.
1: Well, but let me say this. I don't watch, my wife sometimes, and I I'm, I am don't want to put, throw into the bus, but she she watches like whatever, Law & Order, or uh, Dateline, which I'm always like, how are you watching Dateline before you go to bed? What's the matter with you? Like, well, Talk like a, a show that definitely, you know, you're gonna be more inclined to like want to see like what happened the end, the history stuff. You know, you know, like it's not so tempting. Sometimes it's actually more like a, it's interesting, but then I can like it kind of like helps me to say, oh, this is I'm going to bed now, you know. <laughs> so it's it, but it is my crutch. That's my little. Yeah, crutch.
0: we all have it. You know, like I said, it's important to realize that you can't be perfect, but if you can take a little victory here and there, that's a win. Yep, absolutely. I want to break into. Cause this is the episode that's coming out right around Christmas. And I think it's important that we talk about spirituality in a sense with Christmas, but about helping others and how that affects our health. Mm. It's uh, something people don't think about, but if I'm sure when you go and you help a, a neighbor shovel their driveway, cause we're going to get a lot of snow. So it's something on top of my mind. Yeah. where you feel better about yourself because you helped someone else, right? So, talk to us a little about that, like some important things people can do to help themselves, maybe during the stressful holiday season, to kind of bring down some of that stress and give to others, which I think is the most important thing we can do.
1: Yeah. All right. So, uh, this is actually pretty interesting. I actually, on the way here, again, this is ironic. I read your mind. Uh, You read my (laughs) mind. Uh, I was listening to a spiritual um, conversation with actually Matthew McConaughey, of all people. Really? Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. It was on Joel Osteen's uh, channel on XM. Anyway, um, he actually was talking about how he kind of redefined the word selfish, which was really interesting. Instead of it being what we most of us, you know, connote when you hear selfish, is that, you know, you're taking time or energy or whatever and just focusing on your own well-being. Or, like, you know, you're doing something actually that may may hurt others by focusing too much on your own journey. Or you, you know, he he said like lie, cheat, steal, selfish to get what you want. That's what most people kind of the way people think about the word selfish. But he kind of redefined it and said, um redefined, there you go. He (laughs) redefined it and said that, you know, what happens really is all these things that we do that actually foster a better, a stronger, you know, version of ourselves is really the most selfish thing in a good way right so all these things that we're talking about like you said when you take the time to you know exercise to um you know put yourself you know first from a mental standpoint a spiritual standpoint take care of others is actually fits into that category because it's really ultimately self-serving right because the whole (laughs) idea and what it does for me and actually i think it's for all humankind it takes us out of our bubble and our mind and our focal point, which is normal, right, is usually on in a little bubble. You know, we go through most of our day in our own little world, you know, where, you know, and you have to to survive. You know, that's part of who we are and we're getting through a day. But you, it's healthy to get outside of that bubble because you, it loosens the chains of some of the things that really bind you, like the stress of... How am I going to get this done in this, in my business? You know, what happens if that happens? All that stuff, you break that for a little while. All of a sudden, it doesn't have the same um, strength that it did or the same effect that it did on you. And I'm sure many people have experienced it. A lot of times, you know, a lot of people play sports or go lose their mind, their mind into something else. But helping others really helps you to get the same effect you get outside of your own little bubble, outside of your own world, and you when you come back to it, all of a sudden the things that you thought were so crazy important or you know, may not have that same effect on you.
0: Little interesting where my mind's kind of going to. I took a year of philosophy mm. because I was very intrigued by it. And that's actually a big philosophical point. Is helping others true altruism or is it egocentric cuz you're taking care of yourself? You're going to help somebody Because it makes you feel better. Yeah. Not strictly for that person's purpose, but it's not for yourself, which is why you're helping them.
1: Right. But But, that's the ultimate paradox of life. Exactly. It's
0: actually that's the
1: beautiful thing about this life is that you can spend a good part of it out doing things for other human beings and serving yourself simultaneously, which is a which is a beautiful. That's what it should be. You know, if we are giving of ourselves and our energy and who we are, the right way to the others around us, it actually is going to do the most, you know, good in your own journey too.
0: So I'm going to quote a, a friend of mine who's going to give me a smile right now. The tide rises for all ships. That's right. Which I think is really important. Shout That's out absolutely. to Rob. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, hey, <That's laughs> boy, Rob. That's absolutely right. Yeah. So helping others grow, helping others succeed is ultimately going to come back to yourself and help you yes it's understanding the balance of you know what let me help this person it's going to make me feel better it's going to make me be more purposeful with my health but then also being a little selfish where it's okay let me go eat right let me exercise because that's for me yeah but if you don't take care of you first you can't take care of anyone else yeah
1: yeah yeah and that tide rising you know um analogy is is so true and so important for us to realize not just you know in our in our smaller world our smaller circle but in the big picture I I always say you know as a country you know as a world it's true so you you can't expect that your little group you know and I I think about like a tribe or something you know we used to and I don't want to get too far back. but in, in history, you know, there used to be tribes, right? Right here on Long Island, a lot of, lot of Native American tribes. and then you know it grew into other other groups, right? And we're very we're, we're group oriented. We want to belong to a group as human That's human nature. But we have to continue to break outside of that and realize that when all are benefiting, when all are, are you know working together towards a common good, we're all getting better, we're all growing, we're all, the the tide is rising, all energy is elevating at that point. So I like to really try to, you know, think about outside, outside the bubble of my my town, my home, my town, my even my country,
0: and the world. And I think that's why this is the most important to talk about this, this for time. this Christmas week, because I know it's not just me, but the second it becomes after Thanksgiving, my energy skyrockets where i'm now thinking about how much i love christmas because it's making me feel more empowered it's i'm blasting christmas music on the radio and i feel better about myself because i know i'm going to be helping others but we get lost where we think this is just about christmas i don't think it's just about christmas i think this is something we should always be doing think about that energy you have for the holidays How much you can go. You go, 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 go. And how much you get done if you did that every day of the year. If you Mm -hmm. got excited every day of the year. If you're purposeful about it over and over and over again.
1: And I think that circles right back to where we started, which is that you wake up. And when you focus your energy on what your soul purpose is, your soul's purpose, your center, your core you, you have a lot more energy to give that day because you know you're you're coming from the right source I would say so I think about the Sun you know being like the source of all energy in our lives right um, actually this was another thing I heard on the way here. solar power you know uh, it was uh, this was Matthew Hanna he's a pretty pretty smart guy actually yeah 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 um, and he was saying like solar power you know is the beauty of it is that it never the energy never runs out right Long as the sun is shining, the energy doesn't run out. You know, where's a battery? You, you got a shelf life or, you know, a life expectancy. And I think that's similar for us as human beings, right? If you're running off of the wrong energy in your day, of course you're going to feel. And that doesn't mean we don't get tired still physically. We're supposed to get tired and you're supposed to rest and rejuvenate. But you know what I mean when you get to burnout. Mental, physical, spiritual burnout. It's putting
0: diesel into an ethanol fueled car.
1: Wrong fuel. <laughs> wrong fuel. You're right. Yeah, it's. You just got to check. You got and that's, and it's happened to me a couple of times in my journey too, where, I've tapped myself out because I was, I wasn't, you know, really in that right energy, and I've had to recenter, refocus, you know, and balance, rebalance, balance my scales again, and, so
0: that's that's
1: kind of the whole journey,
0: and it's. There's always blessings in life, which is kind of what I want to allude to at the like a final point, because to most the pandemic was it's horrible what people are going through and don't get me wrong. But to me, I was working 16 hour days, not sleeping. I kept getting sick because of how much I was working. Mm. And having that reset button of everything being forcibly closed made me reevaluate my life mm. and now so I you feel mean better
1: pre-covid than... you were working like that pre-covid i was ah. working crazy and then yeah.
0: post-covid i learned how to adapt i learned how to change and i feel better than ever yeah because i've learned to take care of myself yes and put yeah. those silly stressors kind of off to the side yeah and you know what i'm well, still here kicking and breathing
1: yeah no, listen, I actually, this was actually something that came up on a, I'm in a round table group with a bunch of fitness club owners and stuff. They said, you know, what is, what is the, uh, what is the pandemic taught you, right? I think at the end of the day, what this is supposed to do for a lot of us is to strip down, right? Strip us down uh, to the more essential parts of our being and of our lives and to, and to, I think every one of us what happens is it's, it's it's like collecting crap in your house right you just keep grabbing stuff you keep pulling stuff in and then you don't want to get rid of it and your and your house gets cluttered and it and it takes up energy in your life and and you don't you know your mind is bogged down your spirit's bogged down all oh, everything physically you need to cleanse strip down and get back to the core and the center of what's important in your life right and, and there's always obstacles and challenges are meant to help us to focus on where we're meant to grow in life. And I think this obstacle was a tremendous one for me personally, I'll say definitely. But I think a lot of people to to get back to essential core of, of what makes people um, happy, what makes them feel a sense of purpose, and, and let go of some of the extras and some of the other things that were sucking energy out of their life.
0: Big one was family time. Oh yeah, yeah. A lot of people said they kind of brought that back where they got to spend more time with their kids, watch them grow up, and yeah. it reevaluated those priorities. But just on a final note, yeah, give us some tips, advice that uh, listeners can take home. They're finishing out the year in two weeks, so what's some advice you can give to people as we approach 2021.
1: Yeah. Well, my mind right away went to you know, people were kind of forced into changing their life, right? The last several months. Obviously, we're all excited to see a light at the end of this tunnel, you know, with regards to uh the vaccine coming and life starting to normalize again. What I would suggest and what I'm really thinking a lot about focusing a lot of my energy on is what habits am I instilling in my journey now through this to bring me, you know, out of this in a place where I stay, keep the things that are not meant to be in my journey? You know, keep how are you going to do it when everything goes back to normal yeah. in life? Right. How are you going to not be distracted again and not feel like you have to put more you know, crap into your journey that you don't need? and i and i'm doing that also on a business level by the way you know speaking of which on our you know our business you know as you know there's been a lot of changes right now and you have to find your focal point in your your center again and rebuild from the core you know and, and a stronger foundation strengthen the foundation of who you are what you stand for and the habits a couple of habits don't make it, don't make it too many but a couple of small habits Start your day off with you know a little routine to center your energy. And I always recommend gratitude, coming back to gratitude as the first and foremost thing that gets you back into a, a,
0: a positive and healthy mindset. Absolutely love that. That's uh, hit the nail on the head, as you would say. And thank you for joining us on this week's episode of Health and Fitness Redefined. Don't forget, subscribe to our show and join us next week as we dive deeper into this ever-changing field. And remember, Fitness is a journey, not a destination. Thanks so much for coming on, Mike. Absolutely, my pleasure.